Oh, my goodness sakes. I think what we will do is go right to the party that's sitting in front of me. My goodness sakes, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the one, the only Dr. History, brought to you by our friends at Minicash Sales. Hello, Zach Attack. How you doing over at Minicash Sales, 1321 East Main and Burley? They've got everything over there, all your shingles for your roofing remodeling. They've got all your lumber packages. They got all the uh, anything you need to fix up or remodel. They've got it all for you. Upgrade your windows, and of course, they've got all the quality carpet. My goodness, they've got it all. And of course, don't forget to all the Target Farm and Ranch equipment. Oh my! At Minicasha Sales, thirteen twenty one East Main Street in Burley, right across from the airport. Minicasha Sales. And now, without further ado, here's Doctor History. Good morning, Zeb. How you doing? Today. I'm good. Hey, before we get started this morning, I wanted to ask you, have you had a chance to see on the Fox News channel the Legends and Lies that's been produced by the author of the book, Le- Legends and Lies, Bill O'Reilly? I, I just found out about that yesterday, and I haven't been able to actually watch one of those yet. Actually, they've duplicated and uh, kind of copied a lot of what you have told us, like with Black Bart, you know, the renowned stagecoach robber and everything. I saw that story last night, and everything you had told us, spot on. So you have done a good job. Well, good. I'm, I'm going to have to tune, in, tune into that. It's a good show. Okay. It's a good show. What are we going to talk about this morning? Well, we're going to talk about Tales from the Tombstone. Tales from Tombstone, Arizona? No, the Tombstone. Oh, the Tombstone. The cemeteries. Look out. Okay, Halloween. Here we go. Let me read this one to you. Okay. Here lies Lester Moore, four slugs from a forty-four. No less, no more. You know, that is really a tombstone. I've seen that. I've seen that. I've been right there and read that in person. And i got to be honest with you, I I started chuckling in the cemetery. I couldn't help it. Well, and uh, Benjamin Franklin said, show me your cemeteries, and I will tell you what kind of people you have. Oh, really? So that's kind of an interesting thought. But anyway, for uh, what I'm going to talk about is the Bodie's Oddfellow Cemetery in Bodie, California. Say that again fast. Bodie? Bodie? Bodie. Have you heard of Bodie? I have not. Oh, okay. Cheyenne Bodie. It used to be a TV series. Nope. This is California somewhere. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, well, you know, for thousands of pioneers, the journey west was was deadly. In 1875, there was a gold miner by the name of Walham. He wrote on his journal, he said, If the graves of the early settlers who died on the pilgrimage across the Great Plains into the wild frontier had been marked, one could have traveled the entire distance stepping on a gravestone with each stride. Oh, my. But, you know, if you think about, uh, you know, rattlesnakes and accidents from guns and Indians and cholera and all the things that these people had to put up with. They cold. really didn't have access to, like, a uh, going someplace to, like, an emergency room or a quick yeah. care or anything like that. It was basically, oh, you got bit by a snake? Well, yeah. sayonara. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. and if they happened to be close to a fort, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there might maybe. have been some help. Yeah. So, but anyway, the cemetery in the ghost town of Bodie, California, is filled with graves of immigrants who came in search of a better way, a better way of life in this so-called utopian West. 
But anyway, disease claimed the lives of several there, and many others died from mining accidents or gunfights or fires. Uh, historical records uh, disclose little facts about their deaths, but prospectors, homesteaders, their families, you know, all were buried in the in the Bodie Cemetery. Mm. So, so Bodie was actually one of the most notorious gold boom towns in the Old West. It was founded in 1859 by a guy by the name of William S. Bodie, who discovered gold at the location. And, well, the find attracted thousands, like they always do, uh, to the area. And it's uh, by 1865, the, t- the town's population numbered uh, more than 10,000, which was typical for, you know, if there's a boom, thousands would head in, you know, to mine or to mine the miners. About the size of Burley, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They had uh, three general stores, six restaurants, a tin shop, a shoemaker business, and, heaven forbid, 65 saloons. Well, they got the ratio right, didn't they? (laughs) I don't think Burley quite fits that now. But uh, anyway, 65 saloons to take care of the miners. But the gold quartz mine uh, yielded about $75 million before being completely played out. So wow. clear back then, $75 million, that's a that's a lot. A lot of money. So in addition to the law-abiding citizens who lived and worked in Bodie were numerous bad men. Gunfights were commonplace and crime was pretty much rampant. Uh, the local newspaper, uh, the Bodie Daily uh, Free, Free Press, said that... Uh, well, it actually had a section entitled Last Night's Killings. Oh, my goodness. So you could read who got shot and killed. Really? The night before. Oh, my. So it listed the lives of the lost in various uh, ways of violent death. Um, How would you like to be the reporter that had to put that together? <laughs> yeah, you'd be, you'd be up pretty much all night. Oh, my goodness. Trying to get the latest yeah. uh, guy that was dead. And maybe he wasn't quite dead yet. <laughs> so just uh, put him in there. Hoping that he dies so that the story is complete. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, but anyway, this lawless atmosphere had and frequent gunplay earned the rowdy community the nickname of Shooter's Town. Shooter's Town. They called it Shooter's Town because there was so much shooting and fighting and oh killing. Oh, so, 10,000 people. Yeah. Wow. But uh, anyway, the citizens who permanently resided at the crowded cemetery came from all walks of life. The upstanding, uh, uh, commonly perceived as respected citizens were laid to rest in the main portion of the graveyard. Uh, now, the not-so-good uh, people... Drug addicts, bandits, murderers, they were placed in the outcast section just beyond the gates of the main cemetery. I see. So you had the good and the bad. The good, bad, and the ugly. And ugly cemetery. All right. Anyway, some of the people buried in the proper area of the cemetery were escorted to their final resting place by horse-drawn carriages and brass bands. And, well, when the bones of the town's uh, founder were discovered in a spot near his initial mining claim, uh, a lavish funeral followed. He was led to the graveyard in a massive black hearse pulled by a pair of plumed horses. You've seen pictures of those. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. Uh, really amazing hearses. That there was a Clint Eastwood movie, wasn't there, where they had the hearse with the plumes on the horses? Or, or maybe I'm thinking of uh, what movie was it where they had the black hearse uh, with the six horses and the plumage and everything? I'm trying to I, remember. Yeah I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember which one that was either. I think it was a story about uh, Wyatt Earp in one of the Wyatt Earp movies. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, anyway, in late 1880, the death of a popular member of the Chinese Masonic Lodge prompted his friends to arrange for a grand send-off. The end result was a little chaotic and tragic. Uh, 
that uh, made actually made the San Francisco newspapers. So I'll tell you about that. The, uh, the Bodhi band decked out in uniforms complete with military-style dress hats and plumes. Oh, my. Marched in front of the casket as it was carried by to the cemetery. But several days of rain prior to the occasion had left the streets really muddy. Mm-hmm. Now, adorned in black and wearing overshoes, the procession slogged through the ankle-deep muck, and the musicians played a, a fitting tune. The mourners ran alongside the coffin and distributing sl- slips of red paper full of holes. Now, according to Chinese custom back then, evil spirits had to pass through all the holes before they could gain access to the soul for, uh, of the departed. I'll be. So I never heard of that. I, I hadn't either. But hmm. anyway, at the conclusion of the graveside ceremonies, the crowd that had gathered started its way back uh, to town, and the band followed playing uh, some more music. And one of the horses pulling a carriage driven by some of the mourners uh, did not uh, want to, they didn't want to walk, so they were in this carriage. But the horse became spooked by the drums and bolted from the procession. The runaway vehicle charged over the rocky landscape, tossed the driver. This doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't end good. So the funeral attendees uh, <laughs> raced after this out-of-control carriage, hoping for a chance to get this thing stopped. But the coach sped down the main street of the town, nearly tipping over as it rounded a corner and throwing the passengers off in the process. Well, the vehicle was finally brought to a stop by a giant log that was in the road. Uh-huh. The front wheel hit the timber and the entire rig tipped over. Now, the ironic thing is that in the aftermath of this event, three people were left dead and several others were seriously injured. (laughs) They really knew how to create more business for that hearse, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) They did. What happened to the poor body that was inside? Well, this this is on the way back. Oh, it's on the way back. Yeah, so they'd already buried the guy. Oh, my. So this was, the mourners were now going to mourn three more. (laughs) So, anyway. You know, time has erased the inscriptions from a lot of those tombstones uh, in the cemetery at Bodie, and there's only a few markers that are left with any indication as to who the inhabitants were and how they died and when. And, you know, partial information listed on some granite stones contains poems or Bible verses, but uh, the tombstone over this Bodie guy... Uh, his grave uh, doesn't actually include his name. Oh, really? It reads, Sacred to the Memory of James A. Garfield. Wait a minute. You're talking about the Bodie, the founder of the town. Right, and this is his gravestone. What's James Garfield got to do with it? Well, in the midst of carving uh, uh, in sentiment of Bodie's stone, the sculptor was informed that President Garfield had been assassinated. So he was shocked by the news and confused by the loss, and, and he just thought this inscription meant more. I see. So here's the uh, Bodie's founding father with uh, in sacred memory of James A. Garfield. <laughs> and no name of Mr. Bodie whatsoever. No. no oh, no. how fitting. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Bodie, by the way? You know, is I, it in the San Francisco area? I think it is up in, in that San, Sacramento area, somewhere over I in that see. area. I okay. think. So let me do a quick commercial. Okay. okay? This is Want to say time. thank you to our friends at Minicasha Sales. Zach Attack, you better believe it. Old Zach and the rest of the crew can help you with all your spring remodeling and all the great folks that they have working for them. They can get the job done. Don't forget to upgrade your windows. You better believe it. Save on your heating and cooling bills and all the information right there. 
at Minicash Sales, 1321 East Main in Burley, right across from the airport. And all kinds of good, great quality carpet. You better believe it. Stop in and check out what you need. They've got about everything right there at Minicash Sales at 1321 East Main Street in Burley, 878-2091. And now back to the wrong headstone for the mayor of Burley. Not Burley. Oh, my goodness. I'm in trouble. Bodie, I'm in trouble now. You are. <laughs> Mr. Smedley, I'm sorry. Yes. Well, among the known individuals that reside at Bodie's old uh, Oddfellow Cemetery are miners who lost their lives on the job. There was a guy by the name of Alex Larson. He rests next to his co-worker, Norman McSwain. It seems uh, Larson, Larson survived an explosion at the mine that claimed the life of McSwain. But a few weeks later, he fell backwards into a tunnel down 200 feet, and he died. So oh, within a my. couple of weeks, two, two guys were mining accident deaths. And there wasn't OSHA back then no. either. Nope, nobody, nobody to check on that. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, there's tombstones uh, containing the names of various children who died or they're scattered throughout the burial grounds. And, of course, we know, you know, medicine back then, you know, if a child got sick. Pretty sketchy. It was, it was bad. Pretty sketchy. Now, murder victims, such as a guy by the name of Thomas Trelor, reside at the cemetery as well. But his to- tombstone is kind of weathered and hard to read. But he was killed by his wife's boyfriend. Uh-huh. When confronted with the affair. Uh-huh. So the man shot Trelor in the head at Point Blank Range and fled the area. But he was apprehended seven days later, eight miles outside of town, and he was hung. So I don't know if he got to be buried next to the guy he shot or not. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing not. <laughs> there wasn't anything as far as numerous appeals, was no, there? No, no. The, the appeals went unheard. Yeah. Anyway. Now, another guy... Uh, by the name of Antone Valencia was shot down on Main Street by a guy by the name of Jesus Ravis. After stabbing Jesus in the chest over a financial matter, Valencia died a few hours after having received the fatal wound. So both men were buried in the cemetery side by side. Oh, that really created for <laughs> an eternal heck and damnation, didn't it? I guess so. Yeah. But anyway, uh, in mid-December 1881, a gruesome mystery led authorities to search the plot of a lady by the name of Mary Turner. No Uh relation. She was a 19-year-old woman that was interred at the graveyard. The young bride had died on December 9th, and her grieving husband had her laid to rest. Now, unknown to him and the majority of the townsfolk, her body had been exhumed by the local doctor and dissected. Oh, why? I guess he was just studying medicine. Uh, okay. <laughs> kind of gruesome. So after the physician uh, had completed the procedure of dissection or whatever he did, he dropped the remains in a mine shaft, uh, and a night watchman discovered the body, alerted the sheriff, and the offense was traced back to this doctor, and his office was searched, and they found the woman's skull. You know, back in the old days, I think you'll agree with me, there didn't seem to be very much respect for the dead, was there? Not so much. Not so much. As there is today. Yeah. Yeah. So this good doctor of the town fled and got out of town before he could be arrested, and so Mary's remains were reinterred back into her original grave. Oh my goodness! So, okay. But anyway, tombstones containing the names of prominent citizens. Uh, there was a guy by the name of Lottie Joel uh, rests in the main section of the cemetery. Uh, 
actually, that's a woman. Sorry. Okay. Lottie was married to Eli Joel, uh-huh. co-owner of one of Bodie's two butcher shops. The two met at a local dance hall where Lottie was the entertainer. Although her profession was what, what did questionable. She, what did she do for entertainment? I'm sure it was dancing and singing. I'm sure it was. <laughs> uh, well, although boy, is your face red. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Eli fell in love with her. And they got married. And Eli was uh, able to see beyond Lottie's time spent as a... Entertainer. Entertainer. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, as typical, the prim and proper women of town could not look past that. I see. She was often the subject of scorn and ridicule. Uh Eli showered his wife with gifts in spite of the criticism that he took. And Lottie was grateful. Uh, She was left alone by her neighbors and the wives of her husband's associates and uh, used time to paint. Uh, She was uh, actually became quite a good painter. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, anyway, she actually... uh, ended up being poisoned by a druggist. Really? Somehow. On purpose? That's It says accidentally, but th- that's questionable. Oh, really? So poor Lottie was no more. Yeah, Lottie no more. Lottie no more. Yeah. So in between the times the local newspaper reported on the departed moving to the cemetery, it ran stories about the graveyard's feuding caretakers. Now, okay. wait a minute. How could the, the caretaker. caretakers get mad at each other and have a feud? Well, you had the gravedigger... And you had the undertaker, uh-huh. two guys, okay. and they would be paid by the services they performed. I see. Well, it seems for some reason the grave digger uh, dug more graves than was needed. Oh. So there were 25 graves, but uh, no, there were 30 graves, but only 25 of them had people in them. I see. So the undertaker kind of brought that to the attention of the city, and the city, anyway, they worked it out, and they paid him for the full 30 So there, to back up just for a second, you're saying that there were graves that they didn't have anybody in, but they recovered, and he was making money off right, of Right, exactly. Oh. So I guess they weren't paying too much attention to who was going in and who was coming out. <laughs> Figuratively speaking. Figuratively speaking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, now, during this time, it also cost more to bury a rich man than a poor man. The reason being that a rich man's coffin was placed in a nice, big, comfortable box for him to rest comfortably. Oh, sure. A poor man was kind of stuffed into a smaller box. I see. (laughs) And just just enough to get him in and covered. So anyway, so the poor guy got the poor, uh, you know, the cheaper deal. So in other words, instead of a long service with all the eulogy and everything, they walked up, threw him in the ground and said, amen. You're you're good. (laughs) You're good. So, anyway, uh, death was a recurring part of time spent in the West, and especially in Bodie. And uh, it was such a dominant presence in in Shooterstown that, with few uh, exceptions, it really didn't take much notice when somebody died. You know, what was the life expectancy uh, in years during that period of time? I'm thinking, as I recall somewhere, reading around maybe into the 40s. That's it? 40s, maybe 50s. Oh, my. we got a caller with a question. Real quick, we've only got a couple of minutes left. Go ahead, caller, please. Very fitting for the day after Memorial Day, you two. Have fun. Good luck. Bye. I hadn't even thought about that, but leave it to old Bob. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, go ahead. Anyway, I know we're about out of time, but uh, when uh, Garfield was killed, President Garfield, they had a huge celebration uh, really? in Bodie. Uh, uh, parades and businesses draped their storefronts, and uh, funeral services were held, and a graveside ceremony with an empty coffin. Empty, yeah. Carried by 12 pallbearers. 
but anyway, uh, in spite of the sobering truth that death was sure for all, some of Bodhi's inhabitants possessed a sense of humor on the subject. Uh, in fact, uh, in, the, in the newspaper, uh, it, said, uh, it said, keep the gate closed. It says, someone left the gate of the cemetery open last night and let in a terrible draft of cold air. It was so cold that Bill Bodie got up and shut the gate with such a slam that both hinges were broken off. The residents of that section state that his language on the occasion was frightful. <laughs> hey, by the way, real quick, answer this. Wasn't Garfield, and I have nothing to back this up, but wasn't he one of the heaviest or weighed the most of any president? Is that why he That's had 12 uh, Paul Paul Bears? Bears? Well, the, the casket was empty. I know. But, <laughs> so, yeah, but it, it could have been. But wasn't Garfield one of the more portly presidents that we had? It seems like he could have been. Yeah. 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 But anyway, the silent city that is the Bodiad Fellow Cemetery sits on a hill overlooking the sprawling town that was named after, after Bodie, and it became a state park in 1964. And it's kind of in bad shape right now. I've never been to it, but they say that it's there's... But it's kind of interesting. I've enjoyed going to uh, Pioneer Cemeteries and walking around and just looking at... So the uh, town itself is gone. Well, it says that there might be a little bit of a town still there. I see. So Okay. But when you look at some of these old wooden headboards, you know, and you see like Calamity Janes and Wild Bill and some yeah. of those, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting to wonder about Absolutely. their lives. Absolutely. Uh, what are we going to talk about next week? That's another good question. Remember I said before we had the break for the holiday and everything, we ought to do one on food. I know, you know, and I actually looked, tried to find something on that, and I really didn't yeah. find anything that I I am good. surprised more people didn't die by what they had created and eaten by themselves. Yeah. I mean, well, and the water. Yeah. Oh, the water it, was terrible. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, Dr. History, that was a inter- I'm going to look that up when I get off the air this morning. Bodie, California, because for some reason I feel like I've been through there or something. Yeah, it's, like I say, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I should have looked that up, but I'm sure I think it's in northern Cal. I do, too. I somewhere. think it's around Sacramento area. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Anyway, Dr. History brought to everybody by Minicash Sales, 1321 East Main in Burley, right across from the airport. Call them at 878-2091. Thank you, Dr. History. I'll show you a picture real quick. Okay. That is the Methodist Church where a lot of the, the uh, funerals took place. Oh, my. It says okay. it's uh, now closed to visitors, and vandals have taken some of the things out of it. Isn't that but, a shame? Yeah. That's it, a shame. But evidently, that is still standing, that nice, church. Nice-looking church, really. Yeah, okay. it is. Dr. History, wrapping things up, and we're going to send it over to our main studio.